look who's back. It's first off, you're wrong, a podcast by two dudes smart enough to see problems, but too dumb to figure out how to fix them. I am Luke with me is Jeremiah. Hello, hello. Last week, we had the last installment of Christian nationalism. Congratulations. You don't have to listen to us talk about it anymore. I mean, I, that, that's where you come surprise, in. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Episode four starting right now. No. <laughs> well, also, I liked the. Uh, did you like the clip I sent you for our Instagram post? I did. I did like that a lot. Did you not? Th- did you think I would send you something else? No, I didn't know what you were going to send me, and then I, I saw that, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And I just looked up the most... I, I literally went on YouTube, and I'm like, most patriotic video. And that was my first search that I went to get like my stock footage for that, and the first result was Toby Keith... Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, my dad is sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, the red, white, and blue. Red, yeah, courtesy yeah. of the red, white, and blue. Courtesy of the red, yeah. But, and I'm like, yep, that's it. And so that was, yeah, I that saw was that what the, the clip ended on. I saw that. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty perfect. It was pretty good. But yeah, we're done with Christian nationalism forever. For we'll never bring it up again, never talk about it again. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just Don't how Don't make I'm promises happy. you can't keep, Luke. Hit with a disclaimer. All right. As you guys know, this podcast is mainly opinion-based, unless we otherwise state it. Of course, as Christians, our utmost authority is Scripture. However, some of the things we talk about on this podcast aren't strictly covered in the Bible. They might be gray areas, or they might not be just directly addressed. Our goal is to make you come away thinking about things you might not have thought of in the past, or thinking about things you may have thought of in a new light. With that said, Luke... What are people wrong about this week? People are wrong about animal rights. Animal rights. Animal rights. Not animal lefts. The right to bear arms. Ooh, that's Should, an animal that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. The bears, they got arms. You know, bears don't even know they have a right to their own arms. They don't. They don't know that. But yes, we're going to get into that today. I guess uh, maybe some PETA stuff. I don't know. I don't know if you brought any. I didn't bring any. But I did not. Do you have Bible verses? I do have hummus. For the pita. That's not a verse, but yeah. No, I do, actually. <laughs> I have hummus for the pita. I did not get that until I thought about it for about five <laughs> seconds. That's pretty good, though. But yeah, so let's get into it, I suppose. So, do animals have rights? What do you mean by rights? Oh, my goodness. All right, Vody Bauckham. All right. Well, the question, do animals have yeah, rights, all right, uh, is more Jordan, existential Jordan than Peterson. rights and animals. Porton Jeterson. You ever heard of that? Is that the, like, they took the two episodes? It's Jordan, yeah, Jordan Peterson versus Porton Jeterson, and then it's just him arguing with himself, but it's just Joe Rogan clips of Jordan Peterson. I've seen the Joe Rogan versus Rogan before. Yeah, that one this, is, is this is Jordan Peterson. And it's oh, okay, just, that's it's pretty, probably hilarious. It's pretty horrible. I mean, yeah, it's great, but it's also seven minutes long, and I just seven remember... Seven minutes? Someone just showed it to me, and, and they made me watch the whole seven minutes, and I just looked at them and said, from now on, you were only given one minute to show me a video, <laughs> and I have stuck to that for the rest of my life. And that person was me. <laughs> you no, wish it was. was anyway, so what made you think about bringing this topic up? Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, I, I see videos all the time that get recommended to me, and there's always something going on with PETA being ridiculous, like... We just, Thanksgiving just happened, and one of the things that always seems to pop up around Thanksgiving is that picture of the PETA protesters where they, like, tied themselves up to look like turkeys and then said, you wouldn't like it if it was you, you know, Um, and it's it's the most, like, brain-dead point that they're trying to make about veganism and animal rights and stuff like that, but, you know, I, in, in thinking about the term animal rights... 
as a Christian, you know, you look at Genesis 1, 28, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heaven and every living thing that moves on the earth, right? So we are commanded as Christians to have dominion and to have control and to subdue the earth and all the living things on it. But how should we do that, right? Is, Is there a right and wrong way to take dominion over what we've been given. So that's that's kind of where I'm coming from, where should we take a, I think it's Seventh-day Adventists tend to take a more, um, you know, peace-based route where they, they try to avoid all forms of cruelty with animals up to mm. and including, you know, a lot of them follow more strict dietary restrictions, things like that. Is that where we're supposed to go or is it okay for us? You know, it says dominion, it says to subdue, so do whatever we want. And aren't there a lot of other religions, um, like Buddhism and stuff that like really yeah. worship animals and things like that? I, I had lunch with a Hindu guy the other day and he was, he felt bad because he was eating chicken and he said, I, I you know, I don't eat chicken all the time. But I do every once in a while for my health, and I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, well, that's I didn't I didn't know that was a thing with them. I knew that you know Hindu people aren't supposed to eat beef, but yeah, just a new. You just didn't want to do that day. either. Yeah, I got so I got some verses for you. you. Do? I got. <laughs> um, so I have put down: Is it wrong to eat meat? Let's just go with that one because you know I feel like that's where we're going, right? If you, you know, I feel like, yeah. Animals have rights to, right to be eaten by me and digest. I like bacon. It's good for me. Uh, Is it wrong to eat meat? I got Genesis 9, 1 through 3. All right. Let's go to the MacArthur Study Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Well, that kind of sounds like the same thing you just said. And fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea, into your hands they are delivered. Verse 3, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. Ah, hmm. Boom! I got you, Peter. It's over for you. That's right. We're cooking steaks tonight. I think Costco's got a sale. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Rhino steaks. What's rhino steaks? Just steaks made of rhino. I don't know. Oh. I was trying to think of something that would be very unethical to That's eat. <laughs> nice Why is it so unethical to eat other things? Just because they're going to go extinct? Well, yeah. I think like rhinos or stuff like that. It's less okay, about Okay, forget my point about eating. like, is it okay to eat the meat? Like, is that a problem? Like, I mean, sitting there saying, okay, well, uh, let's say deer were going to go extinct, which is probably never going to happen, but... Let's say they were. So would it be wrong to then eat deer as a Christian because it's no longer on the earth anymore? I'm after not going to say, you know, oh, well, it's a sin one way or the other. But, you know, some but things you should something. <laughs> no, no, no. Some things were put on the earth because they're nice to look at and they're for enjoyment. And so, you know, a rhino or some other hippopotamus elephants. Things like that that are I don't know if hippos are going extinct. Oh, dude, it's just the first rhinos, lions, anything that might be going extinct. You know, it'd probably be smart not to make it go extinct because that's part of God's creation, and He put it there for our enjoyment, and it probably has some valuable purpose in the ecosystem that we might not 
readily see that when it's gone now, we don't realize. Right. So is it a sin? I don't think it's a sin to eat or to hunt and kill uh, endangered animal. But is it smart? Is it the wisest thing to do? No. You right. Know, I think it's just, uh, why would you do it? Now, hunting endangered animals, I I am... I get in tr- I've gotten in trouble for this one before. And both of us are going to get in trouble from our wives, the biggest animal lovers that are out there. But <laughs> yeah. But hunting endangered animals is something that I am fully okay with and I actually promote because Why you promote in, it? In the correct way. Okay. So the the classic example is elephants when they get older, they no longer can mate and produce offspring male elephants bull elephants they don't have the facilities anymore to procreate they just get old and they get angry Hmm. and they start killing because they're so much bigger (laughs) baby elephants and the smaller elephants and they just they can't make more so uh, they're angry and they just start killing as many as they can so what places have started to do is say, okay, we are running low on elephants and we have this one bull elephant who is going to kill a lot of other elephants. Very violent, very angry. We have to put it out of its misery. We have to save the other elephants and we have to kill this one. So there's two things we can do. Either we can kill it and then, you know, dispose of it so that people don't come and poach the body, or we can auction it to some rich European dude for, you know, $700,000, come kill this elephant, and now we have the money to feed the other elephants and to build up the ecosystem more. So a lot of places in Africa have been doing that, tourist hunting. That was that Cecil the lion, if you remember that from a few was years he, ago. Was he too old or something? That Yeah, that lion that the dentist killed, and yeah, everyone well, got did, so mad. Why do we name it? How do we... Okay, I don't know. Whatever. That whole story was so dumb. But, but that, go ahead. That's, that's why... He, that lion was killed is because it was too old. It was killing the young. And yeah, but they're acting like it was like a complete... Exactly. Oh, he, he did it on purpose. Or so, he did it on accident on purpose. Really, instead of saying, well, he paid $500,000 or he paid a million dollars to go and kill this beautiful creature, he made a charitable donation and he got some, you know, an, cool animal rug out of it. And now that million dollars or however much he's people... Are, it's ridiculous amounts that people are paying to hunt yeah, endangered just, animals yeah. is actually going... To fight poachers from killing the other right. animals that don't need to be killed, that need to be preserved, and to get food and to help do all this stuff to preserve the the, the what's happening and to build back the uh, the herd that's been killed. So, with animal rights, are you wanting to talk more about like cats and dogs or like chickens and cows? Because well, like I, I got because to me that's two different worlds. Even though. Yeah. I frankly don't care if we kill all the dogs and the cats. It doesn't matter to me. I think that they're worthless. Even though I love Raisin. Love you, Raisin. You're not here right now, no. but you're in my Raisin's heart. Raisin's always in our hearts. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it <laughs> yeah. by a second. If we only done it together, we would have had it for the yeah. third time. Anyway, but Raisin's always with me. Um, but I don't really care about dogs. Um, I, I see dead dogs all the time. I just say they're sleeping. I keep driving. Um, and just doesn't really affect me. I don't really care about them at all. Uh, also with cows and chickens and all stuff, I don't care about them either. I guess I'm just a heartless guy um, when it comes to animals. 
but like which route are we talking? Are we talking everything rights wise, like for all animals? Are we well, talking specifically? What do you want to do here? There, there are distinctions in you know livestock and pets. Oh, so we're talking domesticated or above the livestock, huh? Oh yeah. I'm not. No, gonna, what I'm are not you talking about? I'm not going to eat my dog Ugh. unless it's like you know nuclear apocalypse, and I'm you know I got no other choice. Sorry, Fluffy. Well, the dog will eat you if you were dead. Exactly. Well, you know, cats don't wait. At all, yeah, but as dogs wait like what? Die. Dogs wait like two days and it makes it better. Dogs wait. I think like it's they wait till they're like about three to, or four days. They wait till they're about to die. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They still eat you in the end. Exactly. Just but so, cat, no, I'm saying cats. Cats don't care. They just you're dead. I'm eating your face. Good. Now. I hope they do. I hope they <laughs> do. I don't need. I don't. I don't care about. It. I'm gone. What does it matter? Right. <laughs> to the cats. But. Um, you know, there, I don't know, people, that's the other PETA thing is like, where do you draw the line? And it's like a spectrum of animals from like a kitten to a, a horse, to a pig, to a cow. And, you know, I'm like, you know, it's probably in between, you know, gerbil is probably the farthest I would go of. I wouldn't eat it. And horse is probably the closest to, I'd eat it. I'd eat a horse if I had to. A horse sandwich? I think yeah. Dwight Schrute did that. I've eaten I've eaten kangaroo, I've eaten crocodile, I've eaten shark. I think I've had crocodile and I've had ostrich. I don't think I've had ostrich, ostrich. burgers. It's like a California thing. They have this one farm where they'll they have like an ostrich farm. I'm being dead serious. And they will take the ostriches and they will ground them up, make one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life. And I was a kid when I had it too, and I still remember it. It was hmm. so, so, so good. Weird, <laughs> but I like it. Alligator, I've never had like fried alligator. I just, I think I had like grilled alligator, but I really wanted to have, because ever since um, Swamp People, oh. and they fry it up, <laughs> every time I'd watch it and I'd see it, I'd just like, oh my gosh, I just love to sit there with them and just eat a bunch of gator, a bunch of fried gator. But but there is a difference between your pet and, you know, like, okay. But you why? Have, you have raisin, right? You okay, love raisin. Yeah, yeah I guess Raisin so. your cat. Um, and she will cuddle and have a great time and do all this fun stuff. She will. You. She's the best. And, but there's a difference between Raisin and an identical black cat that lives in a barn and is used to hunt and kill mice to keep them out of the livestock food, right? Yeah, the one is useful and one's just cute. Yeah, exactly. So, so we should kill Raisin. Is no. that what you're trying to say? <laughs> How so dare there's you, a dude. distinction in your mind between fun you know this is something that i get enjoyment out of i mean there's there's someone in our church that has had two pet raccoons um <laughs> what yes and okay all right and i, will I respect never it. tell you who it is hey, you don't have to i just respect but, it whoever they know, are I respect they them. get enjoyment out of the pet raccoons some people get enjoyment out of snakes i don't get that enjoyment. snakes smell apparently do they they apparently really smell bad like there's a horrible odor that comes from them i've killed a couple snakes in my life and yeah i've never you probably killed a lot worse snakes than i have because you guys were in guam is that you killing you there yeah i killed two or three snakes out there big ones or small, no, like they're small. Ones? They're, they okay. have they're these little brown tree snakes they're not venomous or anything they just kill birds and oh. stuff i mean i killed like a rattlesnake once but it was <laughs> this a baby is a classic story i think i don't know i know i've told you this story before but it was a church like a youth group thing we were playing slip and slide baseball um and it's like a Saturday classic morning. church of it. Everyone's having fun, and someone hit a foul ball, and it went into a tree, and knocked a snake out of the tree. And so I was working on the maintenance team for the church at the time, and I'd killed a couple snakes before, 
And the best way that I'd found to do it was you just grab it by the tail and do like a windmill with it and smack its head on the ground and it puts it out of its misery right away. It's just, it's, oh wow. It's mm. really quick. You just do a quick circle. I wouldn't do it with a I'm going to try that with a rattlesnake. No, I would not do that uh, with a, a cotton fast... mouth. What do we have here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, what's yeah, the other one? I don't like even a, know. A, copperhead. Yeah. You got copperhead. copperheads too. Yeah. All right. But uh, I'm gonna like try like that. a timber rattler that's like Well, I love I first off, I'm sorry, pounds. we're gonna we're gonna pause your story. I love all the people that are like, oh dude, hold on. Like that snake's not venomous. Like when you're scared of it, it's not venomous. I was like, okay, cool. Put your hand down there, you touch it then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You do it. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So it, you know, I grabbed this one by the tail, flipped it, whacked its head on the concrete. I didn't realize the reason it was up in the tree and the reason it wasn't like trying to get away, it had just eaten a bird. Oh, what? Like within an hour, the bird was dead. And when I went and did that little whip to whack its head on the concrete, there was enough centrifugal force for the bird to exit through the snake's mouth and went right into this group of like five or six girls and landed right in the middle of them. And then it was, I whacked the snake on the ground and I'm like, wow. Why is everyone yelling at this? This problem is done. And I turn around and I see this <laughs> terrible sight of these little, these like 12 year old girls running away. <laughs> wow. What in the world, dude? What kind? You never told me this story. This is horrible. <laughs> That's so bad. You didn't see like the bulge in the snake? No, it was just, I. I didn't pay attention to the snake. I'm like, there's a snake. I'm going to kill it, you know? And okay. I just, I, so that, did that snake have rights that you've violated? Yeah, it had the right to death. Um, there you go. Amen. <laughs> no. So I don't know how we got on that. But when, when, I, when I think about animals, right, you have pests. You have snakes, coyotes, pigs are a huge pest. Uh, mice. All those are pests that inhibit your ability to work right uh, farmers are constantly struggling with pests uh, coyotes get in foxes get into chicken coops and kill all the chickens right and people don't realize this if a fox gets into a big chicken house it will spook the chickens and they will start piling up they don't what? Yeah, they, they start piling now up. I'm learning a lot of farming things here today. And when they pile up, they don't have enough sense because they're stupid chickens to get away. So they start getting higher and higher and higher. And so what you then have is a Mount Everest of chickens. And the fox will eat two or three and then leave. But then all the chickens are still piling up because they're so scared that they start suffocating each other. And they start other. killing each other. And the then bottom. now, because a fox broke into your to your house, you've lost 150, 200 chickens. That's crazy. So I had no clue about that. that. That's, you know, you have to take care of that problem because what's, what's a bigger, what's a, you know, if you're taking the moral equivalency route, what's worse, one fox or 150 chickens? Right. So if you're going to say, well, you know, they're all equal lives. They all matter. Okay. Well, if they all matter, then 150 is like a genocide, and one is. <laughs> I, I'd rather a have one. Genocide of the chicken. <laughs> chicken genocide. Should see that on CNN tomorrow. Oh my goodness! There's a but genocide of the chickens in Iowa today. My my opinion is, and it is based off of a, a 
you know, biblical principle, not just subduing the earth and mm-hmm. having dominion over it, um, but also Proverbs 12, 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 am I stealing your thunder? Yeah, you win. Whatever. I'm sorry. Just take it. Dude. It says, whoever is righteous has, re- whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Right? Mm-hmm. So respect for your beast, respect for your animal. What what does that entail? Well, in, in my eyes, it would be, you know, not treating it like a human, but treating it like the animal should be treated. You know, you have a dog. Don't lock it in a kennel and leave it there all the time and throw some food at it every once in a while. You know, play with it. Give it the activity that it desires and you both get enjoyment out of that mutual quote-unquote friendship that you have right you play with the dog and the dog plays with you you pet the animals they pet you back a reverse petting zoo that makes me uncomfortable it's from the office don't worry about it also a thing going with what you're saying (laughs) after the fall of man that was like so that was the first killing of an animal you could say because obviously when Adam and Eve were like, okay, they like had knowledge that they were naked. What did mm-hmm. they do? There were skins that they put on to cover themselves. So that would be the first like killing of an animal. And at pretty much at that point in the Bible is where animals became as like a utility. Like it's, it's a, we utilize them for our, not enjoyment or pleasure really. I mean, you could say, oh, well, what about steaks? You know, that's, yeah, I understand that, but it's, it's food. So mm-hmm. we use them for our utility to enable us to continue doing life in a certain way or not being comfortable but living, to be able to live, right? Because at first we weren't, you didn't see Adam and Eve sitting there, okay, now, you know, God said, okay, now go find the, you know, the the elk and kill it and then take its meat and cook it. Like you didn't see any of that in Genesis. But after the fall of man, you see that the killing of the animal happens because obviously the skins had to come from somewhere. And then after that, like I said, when um, Genesis 9, 1 through 3, that's Noah after they come out of the ark, it's saying, you know, everything is underneath you and you will eat them for food. So it becomes the, it's a, a utilitarian type of viewpoint, at least for me when I look at animals, uh, even with dogs and cats. I look at a cat. I mean, everyone's like, cats are terrible attitudes which they do i hate cheeto he's one of my other cats the worst cat i've ever met in my entire life and he's skittish he runs off cheeto raisin all in like these cats are there they raisin's like a dog so she comes up loves sits there with the kids and stuff like that is it's really funny she like acts as like their protector like if they're on the ground she'll sit on the couch and like just look over them and if they move to a different room like she'll move to that room and just kind of sit up on a perch a little bit above them and just watch everything that's going on she takes the abuse from my daughter's like smacks her and stuff doesn't care but again the the utility of having the cat is that there is someone there that when you know i don't know when you're sad i guess you can go with that when you're sad or you're depressed about something they come up they sit there they cuddle up next to you and it's just like i gets your mind off of it mm-hmm. like god uses the cats and the dogs and stuff like that i guess a hamster maybe i don't know i've never think of a hamster or something like that but especially cats and dogs maybe a raccoon every once in a while uh you know that they come up and you know they're there to help you get through maybe a hard time in life cows chickens all those kind of animal livestock thing like those are for 
obviously for us to be able to maintain life, to be able to live, to eat something besides greens. And I think that in the New Testament, there'd be something that would tell us like, hey, there's no more eating meat if this was wrong. Well, okay? think about the tent, the canopy being lowered to Peter with all the unclean animals. Right. All the unclean food. And Peter being instructed to rise, kill, and eat, and then the abolishment of the dietary laws, and so on and so forth. Right. The other Sunday school lesson qualities of that. But yes, of course. <laughs> you know that would be that would have been a great time if it was. Hey, now you know what we're entering a more civilized era. Don't eat meat anymore, right? That would have been a great time to say that. But instead, it expanded the meat horizon that we have. Right. Uh, but yeah, your point with raisin kind of goes with my point that like happiness is a utility and if the animal is bringing you happiness then it's being useful and it's causing utility for you it's not just like oh you have a horse that drives a plow right that's a useful animal well okay i have a dog that i play fetch with and it's a good way for me to unwind after work or i you know i have a a cat that cuddles with me and it's fun right I like my cats. I got two, and kind of a similar thing where we have one that's an angel and one that's just a demon. Absolutely um, horrible cat. Yeah, man. She kicked, we have a, we have a 25 cent solution for that. Kicked me off the bed almost the other night. Dude, they do that all the time to me. And so I just told my wife, I said, look, no more cats in the bed. And then, of course, then you know, after a few weeks but, of me sleeping fine, then she's like, let's let the cats back in. I just push them off the bed, I get up, I have to pick them up, and I put them down on the ground, and then I go, and they take off running, scurrying into the horizon. And then sometimes I'll go feed them if I feel really bad for them, but I usually don't. So they need to stop kicking me off of my own bed. The But... So then the animal's not being useful, so you should get rid of it. No. It's being <laughs> no, unuseful. It's being unuseful in that scenario. But, but I mean, like I said, whatever. I need the, them I need them away from me sometimes. Okay. I need my space. You need your personal space. Yeah. You got a bubble. I got a bubble and you need to get out of my bubble. But with so with eating meat and with farming, I think a big thing that, you know, it's not nearly the most important thing that Christians should be focused on by any stretch of the imagination. But it's something to think about is the the quality of life that a lot of animals are experiencing right. in factory farms, right? Okay, come on, dude. That was one of my points. Why do you do well, this we're to getting me? to that point, Is then. it cruel the way they manufacture our meat? See, I had it written down, and you just well, messed it okay, up. Okay, I'm sorry no, that no, I had a natural no, segue, no, and done. you wanted to use a strict question. Ask me your question, No, Luke. I'm good. No, I'm good. You just keep going with your segue, all right? And the guy that made segue, he died on one. So just remember that. I, did he? he? That's what they say. I don't think he did. That's I a, watched a documentary. The internet said he did, so he did. Just calm down. Anyway, go ahead. What's your what's your cool thing about manufacturing beef and meat and stuff? Go ahead. I'm listening. I want to throw stuff at you. <laughs> but there's nothing to throw. I'll find something. There's That's a fine. hammer over there. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know if to me with it, because I'll, you know, I'll just go into it, because yeah, it's my point it. anyway. Um, well, you know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it with the, because like you have the thing where they feed like the chickens like so much whatever, corn or something. I know they feed the beef corn, because that's where we get corn fed from. But um, but you have like the chickens where they're fed so much, that, like their legs break. Yeah. And, and they're like, they're, you watch they're, the, uh, the breasts uh, are so big that they can't move. Yeah, there's something. What is the movie called? It's my my 
I was in business school and they made me watch it. And I was like, why are we watching this? But anyway, it made me go organic for like two months. But after that, I kind of got over it. Um, well, organic is a scam anyway. So. It's absolutely a scam. But um, anyway, the way that they manufacture chickens and stuff like that is just horrible. A lot of them, the ways, especially a big, huge company that does it that everyone buys from apparently. And the same thing with cows. Like they'll sit there and they're like, they're, they go from being like, you know, 200 pounds with like 800 pounds in like, you know, a couple of months or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I know that's ridiculous exaggeration, but it's, it's, it's something like that where they just feed them so much corn no, I think and stuff. The average lifespan of a cow in the U.S. is 18 months versus like the rest of the world. The average is three to four years. It's it's because we're just we're just a consumer nation, dude. Like we we can't we can't help ourselves. And even if like we had a gun to our head, we couldn't help ourselves. Like, <laughs> but we, my my we want it now. My big issue with the whole factory farming thing kind of comes down to the conditions that they live in and how quickly their stuff's being produced, force fed food. Like you think about uh, like foie gras, you know that's they're taking geese and putting tubes down it to force feed it to inflate its liver so that way they can get this you know tiny little piece of meat and then i'm pretty sure they throw the rest of the the duck away or the goose what away in the world i didn't know that to get the the liver so you know it's, it's stuff like that is just unnecessary and cruel really and i i think that if you're if you have the ability to doing stuff like hunting for your meat giving you know okay let's say you go hunt deer well, that deer has a bad day and then it's done and now it's, you know, you, it, it lives in the wild all its life. You kill it and you eat all the meat that's there, yeah. right? You don't, don't go trophy hunting. Go eat the meat that you get. Go fishing and eat the fish if you can, if it's legal in your area. You can also put fish back though, right? And they're fine. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it kind of depends. I, I don't really care a whole lot about fish. Yeah. yeah. Fishing's lame. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but the, you know, a deer getting shot and then it runs for 20 feet and dies is a lot more preferable in my mind than an animal for 18 months walking around on a concrete floor getting sores on its feet and being force-fed corn, you know? So... What, what would be the better thing to do? And if you have the ability to go hunting, buy uh, pasture raised beef, not don't just do organic because anything can be labeled organic, right? Um, yes. And also, it's supposed to be better for, for you, for your health, getting stuff that's not corn fed and not given those, you know, HMOs and stuff like that or GMOs that are, you know, to grow the cows and the chickens and everything to a absurd sizes it's funny how now every time that you go to the grocery store you have to like look at the chicken and be like antibiotic free and it's like i'm sorry why did why did they all need to be antibiotic not free before that if you could let me know but that's fine or they're like pasture fed and i'm like why isn't every one of them pasture i understand the reason why is because again like i said we have a consumer a consuming a consuming problem in america and so we need meat now. We have tons of. I mean, you look at Costco, right? Mm-hmm. You walk in there, and it's just like I buy the, my meat from Costco. It's just. I'm saying it's just this huge tub of of anything you can think of, like the beef, right? And it's it's like is all of this necessary? Probably I'm gonna, not. I'm going to contradict you on that because 
Costco meat is actually some of the most ethically sourced. I'm not saying it's Costco. <laughs> I'm just pointing out the amount, the sheer amount like that we consume that it's like you, that's why you have to have or why they places that do the the manufacturing um what do you call it factory farming? Factory, factory farming. farming. That's what they have to do to keep up with the yeah. demand of of all this, whether it's chicken, whether it's beef, whether it's uh, no one else cares about turkey, so who cares? No one cares about fish. So I mean, with all these, I mean, even fish though, same, it's the same thing. Like, just think about like the nasty like China grown fish and shrimp and stuff like that that comes here just because it's like, well, we need it cheaper than some fishermen going out and like dying in Alaska for their crab, even though it has nothing to do with shrimp. Doesn't matter. Twice now. Oh, is it twice? Twice now. I gave you such a dirty look the first oh time, but gosh. I didn't even say Wait, anything. What was it twice? It was it's a my, few minutes ago. It's my daughter. She's eating, okay? Well, that's sweet, I'm but just, I don't care. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? Sweetheart. All right. Well, remember that. That's why you cry every time Mr. Jeremiah walks in the house. Anyway, but I'm just saying, it's it's a consuming problem, and and you have all these factory farms that are allowed to do this stuff because like we mm-hmm. have to have our chicken, we have to have we have to have our chicken nuggets that look like dinosaurs. Like you know that's not coming from like ethically grown chicken. No way. Like there's no way, and you can taste it too. Oh my goodness, you can taste it. Ugh. But for me, I, I'm not gonna sit here and harp on it and be like, oh man, I think everything should be like you know I can't. There's nothing can be like done am i buying the stuff probably i don't buy the groceries in my well, house it's, it's hard to to say like and it's hard for me to know i'm never gonna buy factory raised animal products. but also go back to your organic thing there's no way for us to definitely know that this is ever like um, unless i can know from what is it farm to table yeah oh, golly hate that term but you know if i don't know that how will i ever really know well our friend that does uh farm to table eggs and puts them on the avocado toast for us. Those good. those are delicious. Pretty good, yeah, pretty good. Wait, you are talking about the husband or the wife? I don't know which one I should say. Um, well, I say the husband because the wife has never made me avocado toast or anything like really, really good. No, the Hus- wife. The wife made me avocado. Actually, no, no, she did. She did. Husband me. made me this one thing with their eggs, and it was like spicy. I had uh, Jackson with me. And you don't need to know who that is. Anyway. <laughs> but I had him with me. And it was like he put like some hot sauce on it. And he put like, I think he had avocado in it. Because he just goes, do you guys want some? And I'm like, yes. And then he had like his, and now it was his wife's homemade bread. I'll give him that. But I've give, I have I have talked so much smack to her about it. Because I'm like, you never have cooked like something like that for me. And he did. And I give him all the props in the world because it was absolutely amazing. It was the best eggs I've ever had in my entire life. It was crazy. Hmm. And those are farm to table. You're right. But all in all, I think that if you can take, this is going to sound like such a stupid thing to say. Then make sure you say it. A year ago, over a year ago, like a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. You were vegetarian. No. uh, I heard a podcast. It was the Joe Rogan podcast with Mr. Beast on it. I know. Just weird. Nice job. Um, don't recommend Mr. Beast, but I just listened to that podcast because I was curious about who he was and all that. And he was talking about how he was trying to promote a healthy lifestyle for people by telling them, just change 
30% of your diet, right? Yeah. You don't have to get rid of everything you like overnight. Just over the course of one month, do if you have if you eat 10 things in a day, seven of them should be good for you. Three of them, yeah, have have your little Debbie's Christmas tree cake. Oh, I don't like right. those, but you're wrong. Maybe you some Shipley's, wrong. some a Shipley's, Shipley's apple fritter. Ooh. Maybe maybe a dozen Krispy you know, Kreme donuts. Has a lifetime ban from Shipley's. Shut <laughs> up about your friend. <laughs> but um, you know, doing stuff like that, and then okay, you do that for a month. You do that for two months. You do that for three months, and it's become pretty normal for you now. And then you do it again. So now you readjust and you take another 70%. Okay, I'm going to do it again. And then as time goes on, over the course of a couple years, you're eating so much better and it hasn't even been a big change for you because you just did tiny adjustments over time. And doing stuff like that with, okay, you know what? I can't, you know, chicken is the cheapest protein and I really have to buy the Publix chicken. I don't know where it comes from, but or the, the Walmart chicken. Is it Publix is a lot more expensive. Publix, you get the two for one deal though, or the, oh, there is. There's a buy one get one free free deal normally that they run on chicken. Yeah, oh. or you buy a whole chicken and process it yourself, which is the smart. Or go thing to, to Costco do. and get a rotisserie um, chicken for five bucks. Exactly. Um, You're welcome. And you don't have to cook it. But that's America right there. Yes. Go listen to Christian nationalism. One, two, and three. <laughs> um, but Got a lot of listening. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you you know. Make a small change now. Right. Don't buy the imperial margarine from Dollar Tree. Buy Land O'Lakes, which is two ingredients, right? That butter is going to be a lot better for you, one. And it's going to be, uh, you know, a little bit more, you know, a little bit easier for you to, to make that change. Then a couple months down the road, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'm going to start eating less of this pork and more of this pork, and I'm going to buy it when it's on sale. Okay, a couple months down the road, what can you do, right? And it's not, like I said, this is not the biggest thing for Christians to be focused on. There's so much more going on that we should be focused on, but it is something to be aware of. Like, we should be treating animals kindly. We should not be force-feeding them. We shouldn't be doing all this cruel stuff. Because we were told to have dominion over them and take care of them. But we also don't, it's hard to say focus on it, you know? Well, and also, okay, so it comes down to like, I was going to say, so there's a difference in like the levels of how you treat the animal, right? Because like we talked about earlier, we have cats and dogs there for a certain utility. And usually that's going to be like, like I said, depression or just like a little bit more happiness, a companion when you don't have one, something like that. But a cow, a chicken, a turkey, um, a fish. Um, ferret. A ferret. I don't know about ferret, but anyway, you, uh, a pig. Whatever, like those, though the utility is, I'm not, okay, you have pet pigs, but I mean, come on, really? You have a big oinker over there that you're like, oh yeah, this is my pet pig. Like, no way. Um, the pig is used for for our good to feed us. Same with the cow, same with the chicken, same with the any kind of poultry, that kind of stuff. So is it like these, these different animals have different hierarchies, right? Where some are there for our comfort, like to help us like, 
emotionally get through things or emotionally whatever, just to lift us up. Others are there for our physical um, for our physical utility where we can eat them and therefore like we're able to you know maintain being able to work in life to be able to do things in life and not to die because obviously we need some kind of nourishment of course then the whole argument is with people like PETA is well you can just eat greens and you're perfectly fine you can eat soy that has protein in it too um, but then again I look at anyone like that and I see the you know the black bags in their eyes and they look like they just rolled out of bed every single waking second of their lives and I go yeah I think I'll, I'll keep my meat and that's because I'll, I'll, I'll eat I'll eat red meat I'll eat pork and and I you can have all the greens you want there's no scientific evidence that a plant-based diet is bad for you you are the evidence yeah I know it's like literally you are <laughs> I just I, like you just look like death and I just don't even I don't even know how to talk to you, so it doesn't matter. But again, the utility for different animals is, you know, it, it's there. It's it's like I'm not going to keep a cow as a, as a, you know, an animal in the house for my kid to pet and love and whatever. Like we have cats for that. We have dogs for that. We have ferrets for that. If you're weird like that, I guess. But with the other stuff, is it's for our utility so that we have nourishment so that we can live so that we can do things in life so that we can work so that we can spread the gospel i mean these things that they require an energy to continue to allow our bodies to work in the way that they should um i don't know is one better over the other i don't know you tell me some days you're like i don't really i'm not really hungry i what i really need is an emotional support animal or whatever or just and not like that way but you know what i'm saying like you have a dog and he's like and you're like oh i love you too and you have your cat that comes up and sits there when you're studying for the MCAT and like lays on your papers and goes, it's time to stop studying, time to start petting me. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And look where you are now. Not a doctor. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then you got your times where you're sitting there, you're like, I'm emotionally fine. I just need to eat a freaking burger, all right? And then you, that's when the cow comes in, all right? So... Again, the utility is different across the board. Is one better than the other? I mean, in certain scenarios, yeah. But I think across, if you just get like a shotgun approach, I think that everything has its utility to a certain respect. And I think that they're all usable and they're all necessary. They're very necessary. And I I think my wife has said this in the past. You can tell a lot about a person by the way they treat animals and, you know, not just saying, oh, you know, someone who's all lovey-dovey with animals and, you know, they just want to be peaceful and respectful. But someone who is, you know, they don't kick their dog. They don't, you know, push their cat off the couch. They don't do stuff like that to be cruel. They are respectful to that animal in a sense of I'm not going to hurt it, but I am going to, okay, dog's not doing what's right. Okay, well, you're you're getting i don't know you you're getting punished you're getting disciplined I'm, i haven't had a, a dog on my own or a dog period for a long time so i don't even know the right way to punish a dog um i'm sure someone would say you never should punish a dog but um but with with cats you know like you can get a spray bottle or you can you know positive reinforcement tends to work better for cats because they're little turds and shake the treat bag to get them out of the christmas tree but yeah, they don't like it when they don't like corporal punishment. I no. don't think they like pee everywhere. Yeah, that might be a thing. I'm not gonna yeah. say I know. I don't know either. <laughs> but regardless, just don't be don't be rude. Don't be cruel. Be res- be be kind. 
you know, and if you are going to kill an animal, then do it the right way. Don't make it suffer. Don't don't start breaking bird wings because you think you'll be, you know, fun. If you're going to kill something, kill it. Get I don't it, think get over God made animals like a utility for us for the enjoyment of just torturing them or no. for the enjoyment of, like you said, like breaking a wing or a leg or something and and I don't know, getting some sort of sick pleasure out of that. That's not what they're here for. Like there's a specific reason for each animal. And even if like we're not using them to eat or for like our like you know, happiness or whatever, like you have these other things they do in the ecosystem that allows us to live properly or normally as we know it. Like if you got rid of all the raccoons, I mean, I I don't know what would happen because I don't know what they do in our ecosystem, but I'm sure it would be maybe bad. But then again, maybe we should get rid of all the raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think raccoons are kind of, you know, I think they're neat. What do they do besides poop? Have you seen the video of the raccoon with the cotton candy? I think I have. So raccoons have a natural thing where they they have to wash their food before they eat it. And that's why it's really hard to poison a raccoon. Um, So they always, they take their food and they dip it in water and then they eat it. And someone gave a raccoon cotton candy. And this raccoon went over to the water puddle and dipped it in the water. And it's cotton candy, so it just dissolved immediately and the raccoon is just splashing in the water like no no where'd it go and you can see the distress in this poor raccoon's eyes that's animal cruelty that is and so that will change your opinion on raccoons i think that they are a vital part of our ecosystem now and i want them to be my friend you ready to get into a luke's list yeah i was about to ask you have a list i got a list you got a list yes i got a list for you luke's list Is it going to go boom, boom, On the last boom. episode, you could still hear the clicks. Or, yeah, because we were on my computer at home. So it wasn't as bad as this laptop. But it's still pretty bad. I guess I could just, like, tap it. I don't know why I keep press- clicking it. But whatever. All right. So this week's Luke List comes to us from ERLC.com. And it is the 10-something... 10 Biblical Truths About Animals. All right, let's get into this one. Number one, God communicates with animals. This is the best example. This is the best explanation for the migration of the animals to Noah's Ark. In Genesis, God told Noah to build an ark in order to save himself, his family, and the land-dwelling creatures from the coming flood. However, he didn't tell Noah to go out and round up the animals. He He told him to bring them into the ark. So God communicates to animals. That's number one. That's a biblical truth about animals. Oh, okay. I have nothing to add to that one. All right, I, I don't know what to say about it. God cares about the well-being of animals. and His eye is on the sparrow. And this is the saddest thing. It's like later we're doing this episode. My sister called me earlier today and goes, I'm being serious. This is a real, this is 100% serious. She goes, she calls me crying and goes, hey, I just want to let you know that Mowgli, her cat, who she's had since like college, and I live with her in college, he's gone to heart failure and we have to put him down today. And I was like, that's awful. Even though he would pee in my suitcase and he would terrorize me, I still love that cat. And I just got a text from my mom saying that he is gone. And I don't know why you decided to make this episode about animal rights, but it is a very sad day. I'm sorry. For animals. I apologize. So... This, this episode is dedicated to Mowgli, um, a very good cat. 
Um, Rest in power. He was regal. He was a regal cat. When he sat, he looked like a royal cat. He was a Maine Coon, so he had you know they have heart issues and Ooh. stuff. Those but are beautiful cats. He was a he was a very good looking cat. I liked him a lot. And like I said, he when we were lived together, he hated me. But then when we were apart and we come together, he'd always like see me and like recognize. It was weird because you know <laughs> cats don't recognize people. And he like looked at me and they kind of like cock his head and then he. He walked towards me and then he'd like rub up against me and I'd give him some pets and then we're done. But and then he'd go pee in your suitcase. Yeah, I go pee in my suitcase. He's still a good cat. Anyway, we'll get back to Luke's list. God cares about the well-being of animals. We often quote Matthew ten twenty-nine through thirty-one to emphasize God's concerns for humans. Um, let me skip down to see where he cares about animals. I guess this is now Jonah. Yeah, Jonah four eleven. God reminded Jonah that not only that not only have 120,000 people have been spared. Many animals were also spared in Nineveh. So God cares about the animals because of that. What would you say? Next question. Okay. <laughs> next, next point. I, can see the, I don't really have a point on that one. I mean, it's that's, yeah. God a, enjoys animals. It's number three, Psalms 104.31, the psalmist declared, let the Lord be glad in his work. Clearly, the statement speaks broadly of all that God has created, but it is preceded by a long description of God's interaction with animals, wild goats, rock badgers, Beasts of the forest, young lions, animals both small and great. See verses 18 through 30. Well, and he, he called the animals good as he created them, too. Yeah. So. But I, weren't there some animals that were dirty? Don't. We don't need to get into this right now. Oh, I'm We've just asking a question. For an hour already. I'm just asking a question, sir. All right, fine. You know what? I will make my own after show podcast about it. And You do you. Yeah. You know what? And we'll call it the after show. Animals reveal God's sovereignty. And he's talking about Job. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to say that. Now now respond. That's better. I mean, there's a whole part of Job. Job why do you have to pick like the most complicated Bro, examples? I am literally just reading the list, and it's the only list I could find on animals and Bible. Okay? Really? It's the yeah. only one. Only so one. So if I Google. You will not find anything that's la- that says, you'll find this first. Okay? I went to the first one. I said I go to the first list that comes okay. up. Okay. Okay. I don't just go and go, I'm oh just my saying- gosh, Jeremiah, this is such a good list. I bet you'll love it. Like, I hope you hate it. <laughs> Every <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's good because it's picking, you know, complicated uh, examples, which can be good because it's a good way to 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 demonstrate the. Oh, point. so now the list is. But good. now, it, no, I'm not saying. Mm. Oh, so the list was bad, but now it's good. Okay, cool. Whatever Jeremiah says, I guess it's fine. I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Let's get on. My you know list. what? You've lost your chair privileges. All right. <laughs> I'll sit on the floor. I like the floor better. Nope, number five. Yeah, that's right. We're only on number five. Number five. Ridiculous you, list how? of ten. Animals bring glory and praise to God. I'm not going to tell you where this is from. Yeah, what do you think about that? That seems like he's repeating points. Psalms 148. The psalmist called on everything to praise the Lord. He included all the uh, in this call. Sea monsters, beasts, cattle, creeping things, and birds. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Number six, because I'm not going to ask for any response because I don't get them anymore. Animals are reasoning creatures. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, now we got Jeremiah's interest. Some deny that animals are capable of reasoning. They prefer to credit instinct for their decisions, make for their decision-making skills. They believe that animals are as smart as they need to be to survive. I believe this is simply not accurate. Animals are smarter than they need to be. 
I have witnessed my dog on many occasions trying to communicate with me. They make up for their lack of language by finding other ways through their reasoning ability to communicate their will. Does he have a verse for that one? In the Bible, God reveals animals' intelligence through the unusual encounter of Balaam. Balaam, oh. With his donkey. Numbers 22, 21 through 31. In that incident, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and moved aside. Is it Balaam? Balaam. Balaam became angry with the donkey because it wouldn't obey him. Yet the angel of the Lord credited the donkey's quick thinking for Balaam's deliverance. He declared, the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, I would surely have killed you. The donkey recognized the danger and made a decision to get out of the way of the angel whom Balaam couldn't even see. Yeah. N- no. I, I disagree No. With that. Okay. Go ahead. I'm listening. Um, okay. First off, I forget don't, about all these little don't stories. Use, don't use the example of Balaam's donkey. A extraordinarily specific verse and a specific example to say that all animals have reason because one part he kind of left out there is that then the donkey spoke to Balaam. Yeah, so I was about to so, ask, wasn't that the story where the donkey speaks to the guy or whatever? No. Well, yes, it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm refuting this guy. I do not agree with that. Animals do not have the capacity to reason. They might be smart. They might have what we would assume and see as reason or intelligence, but it's not the same. You have to remember that man is made imago Dei in the image of God, and the animals are not. The animals are, they do not have the reasoning ability. They have an ability of instinct and a ability, so like a monkey trading you know, it says, oh, if I push this button, I get a grape. Right. Okay, that's not it being rational. That's not it showing reason that it's saying, I, I, I need to have food, and instead of climbing a branch to get the food, I can touch this red thing and I get the food. Right, and it's, and he, it's a broad scope of, like, all animals are capable of reasoning. And I think there is a great example or a great saying i could say that one of my buddies told me and then we would get absolutely canceled so i'll just keep it to myself about what i think about animals and their intelligence because it's just not there in my opinion either all right we move on with the with the list jeremiah is over keep there going. very angry at me because i have no many, now it's getting interesting many horrible things to tell him and he just doesn't want me to say it on the podcast i, okay. I like i like that question because i got i i could disagree it wasn't a question it was a list number seven <laughs> Animals may have a more acute awareness of spiritual reality than we realize. Animals may have a more acute awareness of spiritual reality than we realize. What's the verse he gives? The incident of Balaam and his donkey brings into focus another insight about animals. It reveals that it is possible for animals to see angels. In that incident, Balaam was spared spared death at the hand of the angel of the Lord because Balaam's donkey turned aside. Uh, humans see angels when the angels want to reveal themselves. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord without his self-revelation. In fact, judging from the angel's comment to Balaam, the donkey was actually acting contrary to the angel's intentions. We could understand it if the angel said he wanted the donkey to help Balaam avoid the fate he had planned for him, but the text does not say that. I would say that, okay, first off, that's the angel of the Lord, so it's not just an angel, right, that Balaam saw, and or Balaam's donkey saw. And 
I'm going to say that just like he said how humans aren't able to see angels unless they're revealed, then animals aren't able to see angels or other uh, supernatural entities without them being revealed humans to them as well. see angels when the angels want to reveal themselves yeah. yeah why is that different from the from the animal thing that doesn't make any sense why you would make that comment I agree with you okay number eight <laughs> animals Dave have, Rubin where are you coming from animals have the capacity to enjoy life I don't even know what to say to that one. I'll give that a yes because I'm telling you, when Raisin just like lays there and she's just like sprawled out. Found that sunbeam. Yeah, and you're just sitting there petting her belly and she's like, I mean, like that's, she's enjoying life. Yeah. I'll give it that one. I don't even have to read this one. Let's go Job 39, uh, 13, Job 40, 20. And the beasts of the field playing in their surroundings. Mentions the ostrich flapping its wings joyously. Okay, that's fun. Number nine, animals teach us about the nature of justice. This is... A long list. In Robert's... <laughs> Shut up, bro. I will stop, all right? I will not even continue this podcast. In Robert Bolt's play, A Man for All Seasons... I don't, I'm not... I don't, why does a play have to do with anything Just with this? skip to where the verse is. All right, let's see. Genesis 3, 1 through 7. It was, it was humans who are from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, not animals. They simply do what they do. Scripture supports this understanding. Okay, I don't... How does... What does, what does anything have to do I don't get justice? what it's trying to... They have Leviticus 16, 1 through 34. Uh, he commanded that the system regularly kill innocent animals in order to satisfy the demands of his divine justice. Oh, they're saying like through the sacrifices and stuff or whatever. Yeah, but the animal would not understand what that. Yeah, is but he's for. but he's saying, but I think his animals teach us about the nature of divine justice. Oh, or of justice. I, I guess I, if I, I mean, could, they're used as an example. Yeah, I mean, but they don't actually come up to me and go, "All right, guys, everyone, sit down and let's go over this." Yeah, Matt, here is <laughs> Matt. No, the. Uh, I don't know what to think about that one. I, I don't quite understand. And what number the guy's ten. Okay. Finally, shut up. You know what? I do these lists. I don't have to, and you wanted me to do them. So that's I like your the lists, but this is a terrible one. You told me that three weeks ago, and it has never gone away from my mind. Where you said this list sucks. You said that on I, video. I don't think I said that. Okay, uh, Luke, edit in where Jeremiah said that it sucked. Okay. Okay, Luke. All right, number 10. Animals belong to God. Why did you God. respond in a separate voice? Animals respond to God. Psalms 24, 1. States without reservation, the earth is the Lord's and all that it contains. That I seems mean, like the same point. as. But the I don't understand why that's like a reason animals. that they're... I mean, it's a biblical truth, yes, but... I don't really understand why this list was made. Like, I don't either. I don't really care... Care? I don't care about the biblical truths about animals, because this isn't like giving us any kind of like insight into anything that I could think of that would be important. Maybe the, the justice one, like you know, you learn from like the animal sacrifices. I don't like understand they, where he was going with that one. Uh, it, it wasn't like a hey, let's uh, defend animals and stuff. It yeah, was just a, hey, they're in the Bible, I guess, and here's the reason why they're in the Bible. Worst Luke's list. <sighs> anyway, I would think with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on animal rights. It was not my idea. It was Jeremiah. So if you hated it, you know who to talk to. Okay. <laughs> Next week, 
we'll be doing an episode on why you're wrong about tithing. Tithing. Because we're not pastors. Everyone hates when a pastor gets up and talks about tithing, right? Yeah. And yeah, we're the, not pastors. The yearly, like, I don't want to talk about this, but, uh, but you know, uh, hey, it came up. Gas just went up by a couple more cents, and I need to get home today. <laughs> support your pastor. Yes, you they should, don't make they don't should, make enough money. You should support your pastor. Well, okay, that's some don't make enough money. Most, yeah, most. real pastors don't make enough. The money. majority of pastors do not make make yes. enough money. So we'll talk about tithing. We'll go into a lot of those topics. Maybe we'll even enlighten you on how much you should give. I think that, or if, if you should give. Oh, oh, I think that's a spoiler alert. So thanks a lot for that. I guess you guys oh. don't have to listen to it anyway. Anyway, Jeremiah, where can people find us? You can find us on Instagram or TikTok there you at go. First Off You're Wrong. You can also find us on X at F underscore O underscore Y underscore W. And you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with that, the most important thing that you all learned today is that first off, you're wrong. Bye-bye. Bye. Arr-